Welcome back, listeners, once again to the 46th instalment of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 17th of January, just after the boring FA Cup midweek replays. We'll be seeing if any of those will be influencing this week's fixtures. Very happy to be welcoming back once again, the Iceman. Thanks, Billy. It's nice for you to turn up half an hour late. It was uh, 28 minutes late, I'll have you know, and uh, don't don't, don't be told any differently, listeners. (laughs) Once again, the Iceman has been on his scouting mission. He's been plucking the best from social media, had some great guests recently, and actually, ironically, the name of the man that we're bringing on board this week is, uh, you might know him on Twitter by his Fancy Football Scout uh, Twitter hold, but welcoming to the podcast for the first time, As Phillips. Hello, nice to be here. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Really good to have your uh, your knowledge on board. Um, I think probably if you explain how you're involved with FPL, people will see the, the relevance of you being on the pod and just uh, how involved you are with it. If I ask you to speak a bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I'm a, I'm a moderator and occasional writer on Fantasy Football Scout. Uh, I've been a member on there for a few years now. Uh, played FPL for 10 years. This is my 10th season. Uh, it's a bit of a veteran, I'd like to think. I do all right. The last four years have been uh, when I've taken it really seriously. I've had cash leagues and uh, been a bit more involved in the in the fantasy site. Um, so I've averaged a ranking of sort of between ten and twenty thousand every year. Uh, so quite consistent. Before that, it was a bit all over the place. Um, but yeah, just just love it. Great game. Um, beat all my friends. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Always good for bragging rights. So I believe you've done some work for the the scout. Yeah, yeah. So I, I write. Um, I haven't written as much as I'd like to uh, this year, uh, but I try and get an article up every every couple of months. My last article was on uh, Adam Lalana. I was really singing his praises, and then I think the day after I wrote the article, he was out for like six weeks. So <laughs> I've got a good a good knack of cursing players. So. Yeah, well, watch out you, for that. If you could write about Ibrahimovic and uh, <laughs> I don't know Aguero, maybe uh, Hazard, that would be great for Arsenal fans. Yeah, I don't think Aguero needs much talk to get uh, an injury. So, <laughs> uh, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> or a suspension this season, but no, or clearly you know plenty of knowledge there to be writing for the scout. So you really value having you on board and hearing your opinion. Um, We'll talk a bit more about what you do as uh, as we go on. But first of all, I'm going to ask uh, you both to talk a little bit about how your teams did in the last game week. Um, Iceman, if I come to you first, how did you get on? Well, I held on to my transfer until the very last second. And I'm so glad I did because everyone noticed that Costa reports about him uh, getting into a row with Conte. So, uh, yeah, he had to go. He went for Ibrahimovic at the last minute. And it was lucky that uh, he did because I was going to take out Alonso and put in Rose from Spurs. And, God, I can't imagine how angry I would have been after if I did that. Luckily, I put in Ibrahimovic. He got me a goal. I I did nicely this week, actually. Got 93 points, moved up to 31k overall. Um, Yeah, not not bad. I captain Sanchez this week, so he got me that 22. It was a good week for me. 
Very, very strong indeed. And uh, I think uh, an apology to any listeners who listened to the pod last week. We were scrutinising whether Alonso would be rested with the return of Ake. We talked about all sorts of different theories of swapping him out or maybe playing your uh, all-out attack card this week. I'm hoping that you all stuck by him and just listened to the news and realised he wasn't going to be out because, of course, coming in with a huge 21-point haul this week. Um, like you, Iceman, I trusted in him. I got 94 points overall this week. Uh, my thinking was around keeping Heaton in goal. He's been just such a regular performer. I would probably say he's one of my cons- most consistent scorers. Alonso, I put in ages ago for the attacking threat and the defensive returns. He got plenty of those this week. Captain Sanchez to get me 22. And uh, Kane came in with a big 17 points as well. If only I'd swap those two around, I'd be singing a, a much greater tune in terms of overall but it just seems to be one of those weeks when people came up trumps i I subbed in defoe for carol obviously i didn't need to do that with carol's um big air uh bicycle kick but (laughs) defoe still scored points even lukaku scored again this week so very happy with the consistency of my team how about you as how'd you get on well you both put me to shame (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) i uh i got 75 points but uh took a four point hit as well so uh it wasn't it wasn't the best Best week. I had Alonso. Without him, it would have been a really, uh, a really rough, a rough week. Um, I bought in Ali and Stanislas, who uh, at least both did something. Yes. Um, I took out Hazard. I, I just haven't been too impressed with his returns lately. Um, and I took out Darun, who you know is just kind of bench, bench fodder really. Um, I think they're both. I'm quite happy with Ali and Stanislas going forward. Stanislas, I can kind of rotate with um, with Phillips and Benteke. Um, so I think they're quite good moves. Uh, Captain Sanchez, happy with that. Um, yeah, haven't got Kane, haven't got Lukaku. So, yeah, there's a bit a bit of an average one. I, I stayed, I went from 150,700 to 150,400 or something stupid. So very, very average. Can I, can I just ask who have you got? Because um, there's a couple of key players out up top. Who, who have you got up front? I've, well, I've kept Costa. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to give it until this week just to see what happened with that because I'm probably going to captain him against Hull. Uh, I'll probably come on to that a bit later when we talk about Chelsea and stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I just I just didn't want to get rid of him with that whole game coming. So I've got Costa, Ibra, and I've got Benteke who scored his two goals against Bolton tonight, but just <laughs> can't do anything in the league. He's just, he's, yeah, it's pretty, he's had, he's had zero shots on target in the last game. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's not ideal, those three, but they could, Benteke's got good fixtures and Costa's got holes, so you never know. Yeah, I like the thinking. Well, we'll certainly come back to those and I'll ask you to think about those more when the Chelsea fixture comes about. So a reasonable return at 75, but just missing out on some of the big hitters there by the sounds of it. That's it. Okay. well, let's see how you all did in our mini league then. So going in our top 10, a little bit of moving around there. I can't see anybody new in the top 10 at this point. Iceman, tell me if I'm wrong. First of all, in 10th place, we've got Kunal Roran and the RK Mavericks dropping down into 10th this week with a score of 60. Uh, Mohamed Ismail, Ayu Fereal, 
uh, on 89 points. Actually, I think he is returning to the top 10. Uh, Douglas Munro with the mysterious Duke dropping down to 8th place. Patrick Houghton with Biggles Wingman up into 7th, 83. Good score. Vivesh Reddy with Pelvic Thrust 11 on 85 points. Um, our previous pundit, Luke Thunberg, Insane in De Bruyne up into 5th place of 90. Great return for him. Um, Roger Cabral dropping down into 4th with No Name Boy scoring only 56. Uh, Yossi G with OK up into third place on 69. Anticlante United holding their spot on 88 points uh, in second. Now, top of the league, you'll be interested to know, our runaway leader, the special one, Dimitar Todorov, only scored 40 points this week. And I have to say, that is the lowest score I've seen uh, anywhere, (laughs) I'm afraid. (laughs) He's still at the top, though. So it just shows how well he was doing before. I'm just looking at his team. He... Um, had none of up, the he had, Chelsea, he had two at the back from Chelsea neither of which was Alonso Aguero and Ibrahimovic up front he went with a three man Liverpool midfielder Firmino, Coutinho and Lana he's had that for a while so that's how, really? how he's gotten up so high really did, did he play his all out attack? no he didn't he went with uh, Chambers, Brunt, Azpilicueta so, and Louise at the back so his defence goes four, so four at the back mm. he's gone a solid flat, flat back four yeah yeah <laughs> um, He's done very well until now, though, so I'm sure he'll recover. But that's let everybody just catch up a bit with the uh, the special one. So getting exciting at the top there. Iceman, do you want to give a mention to anyone? Uh, yeah, we've still got... Uh, we're into January now, and uh, Tiago Costa is still top currently. Adair 109, he's doing really well. Scored 83 points this week. Woodsy's fifth at the moment, actually. Really? He's had a much better month than actually Woodsy. Do you want to tell everyone his score from the week? Yeah, he got uh, 110. He did play his wild card, so he's, he's, yeah, he's played a decent wild card. He brought in Crouch as well. Uh, <laughs> and he also had Pedro on the bench with 10 points. Oh, wow. You know it's yeah. a strange season when you're bringing in Crouch on a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, decent, though. Yeah, absolutely. Good option. A very, a very, very strong return. I've got to say, we were training together um, as the fixtures were going on, and... Uh, he was in the middle of a set when I told him that Peter Crouch had scored. He, I think he literally leapt up and skipped out of the gym <laughs> to celebrate. Oh, he couldn't believe it. So, yeah, it was, it was a funny moment. But well done, Woody. We'd love to have you back on the pod one day for a guest appearance. Anyway, let's move on to the serious business of this upcoming week. Uh, we've got 10 fixtures to talk about. There are seven on Saturday, the 21st of January. We've got an early and an evening kickoff, so a day full of FPL. Um, and then also we've got Sunday fixtures again from 12 o'clock through until 4.30. I love it when the fixtures are spread out because it just consumes my weekend. I don't know about you guys. Absolutely. Well, without football, my life is very boring. <laughs> I, I won't disagree with you. Disagree. <laughs> uh, let's begin with Liverpool versus Swansea. Um, Liverpool getting the draw against Man United. I thought they were a little bit unfortunate uh, not to walk away of a win from Old Trafford. Uh, Swansea at the weekend taking an absolute pasting off Arsenal. Unless something changes there very quickly, they look set for the Championship next season. In traditional style, Iceman, I'm going to come to you. Who do you fancy from this one? Well, Liverpool, they've got Coutinho back now, haven't they? And I think we should still almost keep to the captain someone against Swansea. But I don't think 
many people are going to have that many captainable people from Liverpool to actually captain against them. Like, if you've got Lalana, I don't consider him as a captain option. He's very mm. kind of, uh, you know, he'll get you an assist or two. I can't see him scoring, like, a hat-trick or anything like that, which, you know, you can have the likes of Aguero. Uh, but with Coutinho back, people are looking at him. A lot of people are bringing him in. I do think it's a good option. He is just come back from injury so he might need a bit of time to get going but I would consider that a good move if you've got the chance to do it um, also Shan is now uh, he's at 4.8 and he created 5 chances in the last game so he may be into people's thinking for this game but looking at uh, Swansea themselves they're just they're going down aren't they they're, they've had the worst start I don't think anyone's recovered from this start. I think there's been like three teams, but there were really miraculous recoveries from actually not going down. Uh, and looking at their team, I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm still sticking to the uh, slogan, always captain someone against Swansea this game. <laughs> um, As what about you? How, who do you fancy from this one? Yeah, I think the problem with Liverpool is the points are so spread around the team, aren't they? Like One week it's Lallana, one week it's... Coutinho, one week it's Mane, one week it's, one week it's Origi. It's so hard to predict who's going to get big points, so it makes the captain so hard to to call. Um, I was quite impressed with Liverpool against United. I think recently they're, I think because they've had so much chopping and changing of the team, they've kind of focused on being a bit more solid as they before they were, you know, really attacking. So I think their defenders are quite a good option at the moment. Lovren, who, you know, has been a bit of a joke, you know, in the past, but he, he seems to be kind of getting it together now and he played really well against United. So I, I'd back a defender from Liverpool this game. I can't see Swansea scoring. I, you know, I, I think Liverpool, uh, Lovren's a good shout. I agree. I think um, I think Lovren playing consistently now. Uh, I think if you've got the money, Klein is definitely worth considering mm. as a premium defender. Is, is he um, fit now? Oh, yeah, he, missed he, was, the... he missed last game and they had some random left right back. Yeah, yes, that they had, and uh, and again that just goes to show the downfall of United, who couldn't seem to. I think I mentioned this to you uh, earlier in the week, Iceman. You were thinking of picking a United player, um, and they just didn't look very good against that. Liverpool rookie right back. Um, I think when he's fit again, Klein is definitely one to consider playing consistently in Klopp's side. Always looks like he gets forward. Uh, the other one, though, I think for this game, just because I think he's a bully against smaller teams, is Firmino. Um, I do think, he, and a lot of people have taken him out in recent weeks, but um, against the Swansea defence and still playing up front, um, I, I do like the look of him for this one, maybe. And I'm considering actually bringing him back in for the next run of fixtures. Really? <laughs> yeah, could be a good uh, good differential if everyone everyone's selling him. Well, just people taking him out. That's all I'm thinking. I'm, I'm always looking at a way to get a bit further ahead. So, uh, not that I ever do, but I think it's, it's definitely <laughs> an option against Swansea, if nothing else. Well, the only thing is, Origi did start uh, last game. He did get 60 minutes. So, uh, whether Firmino is going to be starting right up front, I don't know if that's, that's the question, really. It's, yeah. it's a I risk, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it probably... If I probably probably stick with what he's got, he's a bit limited with Mane out on the right. Yeah. Um, unless he switches Origi off to the right, he uh, hasn't really got anyone else that can play there. So uh, probably stick to what he's got. Yeah, I agree with that. Interesting. Are we, are we fancying any Swans players? Has the Gilfie talk gone dead now? Oh yeah, there's no Swansea players. De- dead and gone. Get, yeah. <laughs> dead and gone. Off the table. And buried. Okay, so we're, we're looking more Liverpool attack and potentially a defender um, for the upcoming game against Swansea. Um, a team that's faring a little bit better this season, playing impressive football. Bournemouth taking on a Watford side that, unfortunately, a little bit inconsistent. Let me come to you first of all, As Who do you like from this one? 
Uh, well, I've got Stanislas, who uh, he's five point two million, and he's uh, he took the penalty against Hull, which I I wasn't expecting actually. Um, I think he's on them when Wilson isn't on the pitch. Yeah, you would think Daniels would be taking them, but yeah, yeah he was, he, on he, now, was ta- yeah. he was taking them. Uh, Daniels was taking them last year, so I thought he'd take it now. But yeah, three minutes in and Stanislas scores, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, but... um, he came off after sixty-two minutes though, uh, so that's a bit of a worry. You know, he, he didn't play well after the penalty. Daniels, I think, is a, is a really good option. Um, I can't see Watford scoring in that game. I think Watford are doing similar to what they did last year. They had a really good start to the season, uh, and then they just kind of, you know, lost on holiday for the rest. So I don't think they're going to go down, but I don't think they're going to do much from now until the end of the season. So uh, I also like Ryan Frazier as well. I think he's a uh, he's he's four point eight million. He's going overlooked a bit. Um, if you're looking for someone cheap who can, you know, just sit on your bench and sort of you can call on when you need, I think Frazier is a quite a good differential. He's not owned by very many people. I agree, and certainly um, he seems to be playing sort of consistently and actually popping up with points more regularly. Have you got any thoughts on him, Ice Man? Oh yeah, he might be quite a dark horse, might he? I mean, it's just his minutes really and his rotation. He never seems to get a consistent amount of minutes. But his last three, he's got just over 50. But in his last game, he only got 54. So it's always that mm. extra point that you really strive for in, in FPL. Uh, but yeah, he does. He attacks well, doesn't he? He, he does get forward for Bournemouth. And he looks threatening. He got the penalty, um, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He got fouled, yeah, didn't he? he did. So yeah, he got that assist for that. He's one of those players. I, I like to the eye test. You know, you, you watch a game live and you look for the players who are really pushing forward and dribbling and making runs and looking threatening and you watch any match of the day games with him on and he's always you know getting fouled on the edge of the box or in the box and taking shots he's and for 4.8 I don't think you can go wrong really yeah yeah going to yes. Watford though I don't think you can I don't know there's, there are no options there for me at the moment I can't really see anyone enticing me can any of you I mean, I know Holobas came up with, uh, with a few points this week once again, but not for his attacking returns. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be jumping to Watford this week, to be honest. Yeah, I think Holobas is, is the only option, really. The uh, the new Mares has sort of gone off the boil, is not he? Everyone was talking about Capu uh, being like the new, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the new, the new cheaper, the new cheap option of the year. But he's just bench fodder, really, isn't he? Just, I mean, he got me a nice three points this week because I didn't want yeah. to play McCauley against uh, Tottenham. But, <laughs> but that, that was I had to play my all-out attack to actually play him instead of McCauley. Oh, really? So that's a six-point <laughs> swing, like yeah, you know, that's from... that's gone quite. That's, I mean, that that couldn't have gone much better. Yeah, it? <laughs> it went yeah. quite well. Yeah, it's good. Decent. Well, we're not really fancying anyone from Watford by the sounds of it. Moving on to a team that has uh, progressed in the FA Cup tonight, thanks to Christian Benteke's goals. Uh, and with the turn of Lorik Remy, uh, we've got Crystal Palace against an Everton side with an absolutely outstanding performance mm. against Manchester City over the weekend. At one point, I thought Kuman's team was losing it. That is clearly not the case. Fantastic result there. Iceman, who do you like from this one? Well, I, th- I mean, I've kind of written off Palace before tonight's game, and even after tonight's game, I still don't see that many good options from them. I have got Townsend, and I'm regretting it at the moment. I think they just need to start getting get going underneath Allardyce, and 
they're not quite doing that yet. But Everton, God, how good were they against City? They uh, they were incredible. Yeah, they were uh, just incredible. They only had four shots on target though, and they scored with all four goals. But there's a there's a fair amount of options from there now. I mean, like you're looking at the obvious ones of Lukaku, who's been involved in nine goals in his last ten home games, but. You can also see a shout for Morellas and, and Barkley. Yeah. And even the likes of uh, Holgate at 4.1 at the back. Like, yeah, they're yeah. starting to generate some options. I've got Baines. I'm quite happy with Baines with their fixtures mm. coming up. Obviously, on penalties as well over Lukaku. Still only at 5.5, and not that many people own him. Only 10.4%. So, mm. still a good kind of almost differential a lot of people are looking at like the defensive options from Everton and yeah with, with Holgate and Coleman as well 5.5 he gets forward there are a few with Jagielka now benched looks like he's benched for good now yeah, he might be sold I think Sunderland have put a oh, really? bid in for him okay, yeah. yeah maybe he's over the hill mm. interesting yeah I mean what do you think about Funes Mori it's, it's dependent, really. He doesn't get forward as much as like the likes of Baines and, and Coleman, but he does play in that kind of three at the back type role now. I think Williams is Williams is the same price, isn't he? Yeah, four point six is more. More Williams is uh, five. Yeah. If you're going for going for one, I'd, I'd probably go for Maury. But uh, yeah, Holgate is very very tempting. With uh, yeah. I've still got Francis out, and when he does come back, his games are, are not easy. So I'm still looking to to ship him away. And looking at the likes of Holgate, just making me that little bit of extra cash, which could come in handy. You think uh, quite a few people are probably holding on to um, old Jordi Amat as well, who's yeah, the same I've, price. I've, I've got so. him as well. So. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite an easy switch yeah. to, uh, to Holgate. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, what, what do you think about the return of Remy? Do you, do you think perhaps not yet, but in the coming game weeks, he's going to become an option? Yeah, he, he very he very well could do. He's um, I th- he's one of these players you've got to let get going as well with the whole of Crystal Palace. They're just not firing very well at the moment. They're just not fluent. I'm trying to. I, I do want to get rid of Townsend. And I don't think Palace are much of an option at the moment. I think with with Zaha away, it really does. You know, it's really affected them more than you could kind of could have predicted. Really, it's kind of the worst time. New manager coming in and Zaha going away. They just haven't adjusted at all, have they, to Big Sam's tactics. Benteke is isolated, no touches in the last game, no creativity. Kabai is their main their main source of creativity and you know, he's he's not an option really, I wouldn't have thought. No. So yeah, difficult. Well, Everton with some some great fixtures uh, moving forward. Um, Crystal Palace were still unsure. They've just added Jenkinson, and well, they will be adding Jenkinson and Jeffrey Schlupp. To oh, their Jeffrey Schlupp! <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeffrey Schlupp. He won me. Uh, he won me. I think about four hundred pounds uh, two years ago. He got an assist on the last uh, last day of the season. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it won me won me one of my cash leagues. So. I've got a lot of respect for him. <laughs> I've actually really liked him as a player. He's really paced yeah. and powerful, but I just don't know how he's going to fare in this Palace side and if they're going to you know, keep more clean sheets for it. So I'll be keeping my eye on him, but but not just yet. Yeah. So we're very much pro-Everton for this one, the evidence being how they destroyed City uh, over the weekend. It's, a, it's so, amazing how, uh, as I was going to say, it's amazing how all these teams step it up against City, isn't it? Like Leicester. I mean, Leicester have had one good performance all year against City. <laughs> Everton... Yeah. Uh, one good, one really good performance against City. It's, uh, yeah, it makes it's crazy. Sense, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something, something about Pep, isn't it? You just want to, <laughs> just want to humiliate him. Everyone wants to make him miserable. Yeah, I oh, know. 
Poor guy. Everyone, everyone raises their game. Well, that takes us on to Middlesbrough versus West Ham and the next uh, three o'clock kickoff. Um, Borough really finding their feet defensively. Still, for me, they don't really offer anything too encouraging going forward. And I've just heard today that Chelsea have made a, uh, an approach for Adama Traore as well, which um, surprises me to some extent, having said that when he first came over from Barcelona, he did look very exciting. So if Conte can get the best out of him and add him to that front three, it might be a good signing. Um, for me at the moment, Chambers is the one I'm looking at the most. 4.5 million, another seven points this week. They, they do look pretty solid at the back at home, uh, Middlesbrough in the last few weeks Chambers has picked up a few bonus points recently as well so I like the look of him and that's not just with my Arsenal bias Iceman what about you what do you think yeah I've got Valdez and he scored me a nice 10 points this week mm, same as uh, as Heaton he's, uh, he's actually done alright for me uh, since he's been playing and he is actually top or lowest depending on which way you want to say it of the amount of goals conceded from 22 shots on goal and Bravo conceding the most of 14 he only conceding three. So, so just, just to be clear, Claudio Bravo, the man that was brought in to replace Joe Hart, in his last 22 shots has conceded 14. Yeah. That was a night- wasn't it? That was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> you can't believe that they got rid of Joe Hart to bring in him. Just for that particular part of the game which he plays, you need to be a yeah. decent keeper. But, yeah. Pep doesn't look like he's learning from that. Anyway, uh, back to Middlesbrough. Yeah, like you say, I don't think they've they've got anything in uh, attacking. In the last game, there was only three shots in the first half mm-hmm. between the, uh, both teams, and that's the lowest uh, first half total of all of this season. Yeah, they scored they scored seventeen goals all season. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no <laughs> options there really. It's no. just at the back which the you're looking at and yeah like, like you said Ch- Chambers good option Gibson he's back now isn't he Gibson uh, oh no he hasn't, he hasn't even been away has he who am I thinking has been away it's uh, Friend Friend Friend's the one Friend. yeah he's back now isn't he and is he back for good yeah he's been back for the last few games yeah. Uh, so yeah all good options all within the 4.4 Gibson's 4.9 yeah if you're looking for a decent uh defensive player I'd say with their fixtures coming up they've got West Ham West Brom then they've got Spurs but after that they've got Everton Palace Stoke and then Sunderland so not mm. not tricky fixtures so it could be worth a shout going to their defence interesting as what about you I'm very anti-Borrow because I'm a uh, I'm a Brighton fan of course and, uh, and, and they uh they picked us to promotion on goal difference last year. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it was quite depressing. Um, but no, I mean, what can you say? There's no options uh, up front or, you know, any of their attackers. I had Darun for a bit. Um, he scored a goal once and got 10 points and he was on my bench. So that's, that sums up Middlesbrough for me. I hate him even more after that. I think, uh, I think West Ham will probably win that match. They seem to do all right away from the Olympic Stadium. Um, Carroll's in form. I mean, the goal he scored. Um, oh, it's magical! You know, it? against Palace. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's you know, apart from maybe the Scorpion goals, it was probably my goal of the season. Uh, I thought it was great, and um, he just he just he just he looks fit and he looks up for it. And they're funny. Look at Noble and look at Carroll and this whole Pie situation, and um, it's kind of spurring them on to kind of you know show. Look at us, we're hammers. We're going to yeah. do it for the fans and all that. So. I wouldn't like to play West Ham at the moment. Actually, I think they're at the at the moment they they've kind of got all this all these problems um, you know off the pitch, and I think they're really trying to they've got Slaven kind of working them up and getting them fired up for these games. 
Um, I think there'd be a match for anyone at the moment, especially after that dropping at City. So yeah, I, I fancy West Ham to win that, and I fancy Carroll to um, to do quite well in that game. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with you there. Uh, Antonio's now back involved, three assists yeah. he got this game. Yeah, and he's actually been directly involved in more Premier League goals than any other West Ham player with eight goals and one assist. So he's probably just someone you need to keep. Like, like if you're going to bring where he in, plays, isn't it? yeah, it's just where it's he plays, where and then when he, I mean, he's one of these players. Maybe you should just keep and then just keep for the rest of the season because yeah. he's so hit and miss throughout the season. Yeah. You never know when he's going to score high and when he's not going to score high. But I do think now that Pyatt's kind of out, and I don't, I don't believe he's going to be back in the team because you can't no. can't kind of talk like that about your team and then just you know come straight back in and, and the players just still respect you. Antonio's now got kind of. A window to show what he's made of, whereas Pyatt was kind of bringing that down a bit last season, even though Antonio was still getting assists and goals last yeah. season. But now it's kind of his chance to shine, and yeah. yeah, I think he will probably score quite a lot. He did; he has created a lot within the last four game weeks. He's actually had eleven goal attempts, created. Oh, I'm, I've lost the stat here, but I know he's created quite a lot as well. And his shots mm. inside the box are ten, shots on target three. He's a Four big chances, and uh, yeah, he doesn't miss many. So I think he's yeah. a good option. I think he's just quite an awkward price, isn't he? He's he's kind of the seven million mark, so he's a bit more expensive than than Phillips and you know, Stanislas and people like that. But also, you kind of want the premium bracket of like the Allies, the Ericsons. He's kind of a bit of a he's kind of like an Alana price. He kind of limits you a little bit if you kind of want to take him out. Um, I suppose he can save you money if you do downgrade a player. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think he genuinely is a really good option. But yeah, he's. A, I, I agree with you. If, you. if you get him in, you've got to keep him. Yeah, he's, he's six point eight at the moment. So is he is he down to six point eight? Yeah, that's yeah. cheap. He's yeah. uh, their highest cheap. highest scoring player. Why not? I'd say. Hmm. Interesting, and of course, West Ham have been linked with uh, Jermaine Defoe and Snodgrass in this uh, transfer window. So, I'd be very interested to see who comes in. I can't see that Pie situation resolving itself. Personally, I do think no. that's probably going to be the end of that one. So, we'll see how that goes over the next uh, the next few weeks. Okay, well, let's have a look at the next fixture. We've got Stoke Crouch City versus <laughs> Manchester United. Interesting game, this one. United didn't cover themselves at glory at the we- in glory at the weekend. Pogba, particularly for a man of 90 million, you don't expect him to be doing the dab in the middle of the penalty area. <laughs> um, at the other end, Ibrahimovic remaining consistent. And then we've got Crouch for Stoke, who's still scoring freely. So, Az, can you, uh, can you comment on this one? Do you like any players in this fixture? I, I just can't get over it. Some of the players Stoke have, and they, and they seem to be doing well. I mean, Crouch, Johnson, Adam, like Grant, they're, they're all, you know, they're all kind of over the hill, aren't they? You would never expect them all to be starting in a, <laughs> starting all these games, but they're all, they're all doing really well. I, I mean, Crouch was like a man possessed against Sunderland. He was back in his own penalty area. He was winning balls up high on the pitch, you know, making tackles in the halfway line. It's, inc- it's incredible to watch him. It's like a... Was he 36, 36 now? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And every time he scores, still, there's always that comment, um, can he do something for England? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't see past the United win, though, in this game. Um, the, I think they, they drew one all early in the season, and it was, it was one of my most disappointing matches of the year, because I, I remember I bought in Ibrahimovic for a hit, captained him. And I think he had about seven or eight of the most glorious chances you could imagine and just missed them all. And, yeah, it was pretty devastating. Um, 
I think United are a, a much much more solid team now. I don't think they'll be conceding uh, to Stoke. I think uh, they've got they've got their back four nice and settled now. And Herrera and Carrick are really doing a good job in midfield and, and Pogba as well when he's not dabbing, like you said. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think a comfortable win for United in that. I, I think two 0 uh, I think Ibrahimovic to carry on his his a uh, goal scoring exploits and Mkhitaryan um, was unlucky as well uh, against Liverpool. Uh, I mean Mignolet was incredible in that in that match. I could mention him as well when we talked about Liverpool defenders. Uh, so yeah, I think Mkhitaryan and Ibrahimovic in that game. Uh, Mkhitaryan is still very low owned, so a good yeah. differential. Yeah, I, I raised him uh, in our little podcast uh, WhatsApp group, and uh, everyone kind of just flagged me down, just said no, he's, he's not an option. I'm just thinking. I do think he's one of these uh, prospects which could be a good option. I mean, he was German player of the season last season and he did look pretty good. He was creating chances and his shots were saved well by Mignolet. So I can see see him scoring a few and creating a few. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a big score coming, definitely. Mm. He's got got a a 15, 16 pointer coming, I think. Stoke and Hull next two, but it's just his price at nine mil. It's like... Mm. You're kind of committed, aren't you? And it's annoying. He's in that price range where there's not many nine mil bracket. They're all kind of eight mil. You know, if you're looking at the Liverpool team and uh, people like that, so you, you'll need to create some money from somewhere to get him, or you have to downgrade the likes of Hazard or someone. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of an annoying price. Yeah, I think that's the one we were talking about the other day. I think it's just um, the feeling was where he struggled against that rookie Liverpool uh, left back. There was just some concern. But having said that, that's one game. You know, he has looked fairly dangerous in the others. And, you know, United seems... He was, to... uh, he, he was against Milner, wasn't he? It was uh, Martial against uh, Ale- Anthony Alexander, his name is? Arnold yeah. Alexander-Arnold, yeah. Alexander- yeah. Alexander- that's it. <laughs> Trent, well right Trent, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't beat James Milner, can you? He's... Uh... <laughs> what what a left back he's turned out to be. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, solid, most consistent penalty taker you could wish for. <laughs> no, it's crazy. So really, from from you chaps, all I'm hearing is Ibrahimovic appears to be a consistent performer, and, and the others really we we don't see enough value in other than maybe Mkhitaryan. Yeah, I've got, I've got Phil Jones, who's not a bad option. At, I think he's under five million, but I don't know. I'm still a little bit funny about United's defence, but I, th- I think they'll probably keep Stoke out. I'm actually keeping hold of Jones just because he, he had a little run recently and I just feel they're, they're more likely to keep a clean sheet than someone like City at the moment. Yeah. I want a decent defender in there, so I've actually gone yeah. for Jones. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move across to Baggies versus Sunderland then. So West Brom taking an absolute spanking off a Harry Kane-inspired Tottenham. Uh, Sunderland over the weekend losing 3-1 against Stoke. Um, so both clubs really coming off the back of two bad results, Sunderland being at home. West Brom, Iceman, for you, How anyone from them? Well, until that game at the weekend where they were battered by Spurs, I think Spurs were just really just on form. They couldn't do mm. anything wrong, and that's not happened very often for West Brom. And they're a much better side than last season. They're a bit more counter-attacking, and they're easier to watch now, not as, not as boring. I think Rondon uh, might be a good option. They've got some good fixtures going forward. A lot of people have Phillips now, and I do think you should hang on to him, because he's still got that creative output going forward, and like I said before, I think Chadley could be an option, but I don't know, he's just not doing it at the moment is he I mean like you can't, can't really tell from the last game but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually go Chadley if you're going to go to two I'll go uh, Phillips but yeah bringing someone in from them I'll go Rondon but 
Sunderland, they, they didn't look great in the last game, but Defoe always managing to get something, like we said last week, just always manages to get a goal when Sunderland lose. Mm. And uh, Rodwell not winning again, 30, <laughs> 35 so far. He was um, going to be my shout. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't won for 35 Don't games. Don't forget, though, that happened to uh, Gareth Bale at Spurs, a very similar thing. Yeah, it did. So, uh, yeah. Rodwell might turn out to be the new Bale. Who, who knows? <laughs> No one's, ever, no one's ever said that before. No. <laughs> you heard it here first. Expect to well in a Real Madrid shirt in it yeah. at the time. I like the optimism. As what about you? Who do you like from this fixture? Well, Sunderland are a, a funny team. I, I don't think uh, it's not talked about too much, but they're quite similar to, to Burnley. They're um, they're completely different at home to, to when they are away from home. So at home they've scored uh, fourteen goals, which you know isn't too bad. At home, they've scored six. Uh, away from home, they've scored six, and two of those have been penalties. So they're really struggling to, um, to score uh, away from home. They've conceded forty goals, uh, twenty at home, twenty away. So um, to conceded, sorry, conceded forty goals, twenty at home, twenty away. So it doesn't really matter. They're conceding in every game, but they're just not scoring away from home. So I think West Brom are, you know, pretty pretty likely to get a clean sheet there. Um, I've got Foster uh, in goal, so I'm happy with that. Uh, Brunt is a very good option. Is Nyon back? Because I know he was pushed back to left back, wasn't he? They still haven't agreed everything because he, he was meant to go to the African Cup of Nations and he didn't go. And I don't think FIFA are allowing him to play yet because of that. Um, yeah. It's not it's not <laughs> been finalised yet. Yeah, I think. Well, if I think if if Nyon's back and Brunt's you know pushed back onto the left wing, I think he could be a, a genuine captaincy option this week because hmm. I think the clean sheet. More than likely, he's on set pieces. He, you know, he he's getting goals from open play as well. Um, I think he could be in for a good score if he's back at left back though. Then I'd probably look elsewhere. But I think Brunt's Brunt's a good shout. Yeah, that, that's a bold shout in terms of Brunt for captain. But could be yeah. we always like a differential captain. I think <laughs> as you might have a gem there. So. Yeah. I like it. Well, I'm always going to shout uh, Defoe for for Sunderland because he just seems to be uh, in a league of his own in that team this season with everyone just sort of struggling to keep up with him. So, um, I've act- I brought Defoe in last week. He scored again. I'm gonna I'm gonna back him again for this fixture. Like I said, even if Sunderland gets spanked, he seems to come up with something. So I'm still gonna yeah. hang my hat on Defoe. The next game is going to draw your attention. We've got Manchester City versus Tottenham. That's your evening fixture. City, of course, get an absolute drubbing 4-0. And in the reverse of that score, Tottenham beating West Brom 4-0. And that is no easy feat to score against that West Brom defence four times. Spurs, the informed team in the league at the moment. As I'm going to let you lead us off on this one. Who are you calling? I just think Man City are going to get spanked. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, this match. I'd... If they play Zabaleta and Torre in midfield again, and they go and they go up against Eriksen, Ali, Dembele, Wanyama, they are going to get murdered. I tell you, they're going to they're going to get murdered. They're going to lose. They're going to lose four 0 again at home. I watched the the City game against Everton. The all you look at Silva, you look at Aguero, they all look frustrated, angry. You know, they're, they're making stupid passes. They're trying long balls. There doesn't seem to be any plan other than pass it short repetitively to each other. And then hoof it long like that. It's like watching a, a Sunday League team, and he's supposed to be the best manager in the world. I, honestly, I, I think I think that they're a joke at the moment, Man City. They really are. I think the top the Tongans out for six weeks, isn't he? Which is yeah, a bit yeah. of a blow. Yeah. A bit yes. of a blow. Bit of a blow. I don't really know. They might shift Dyer back and go to four at the back, uh, which I think might impact Rose and Walker. 
because uh, they won't be able to get forward as much. Yeah, um, they could bring Vimmer uh, and stay at three at the back, which um, which would mean Rose and Walker continue to push on. Whatever happens, whatever they do, though, I I cannot see anything for City in that game. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, City, it's a stark contrast. They started the season, you could almost see Barcelona Mark II, the way they were playing yeah. it around and creating chances. KDB was pulling the strings, Aguero was, was banging them in. Then they, they've just gone on this run where they've lost Aguero for a bit. They lost Fernandinho for a little bit as well, and those two were so key. And they've lost Gundogan as well, who was... Uh, yeah, Gundogan who, was huge. Yeah. And that just kind of leaves them... I look at their midfield now. For the first time, I see even KDB isn't really drawing me in as a great option. There's no doubt he's a wonderful and talented player, but at the moment, you just you just it's a bit Jekyll and Hyde with City. You just don't know what you're going to get. So, Iceman, what, what are your views on this? Well, yeah, more or less the same. I mean, we had a, a question from Eddie Hughes, who says from Twitter, he's saying, how much is Pep regretting taking the City job? And, yeah, I, I agree with him. He, he must be regretting it. He looks really down. It's uh, He's lost five league games this season, and he's le- never lost more in a single campaign as a manager. So, But I think this is going to take a kind of a rebound effect. I do think they're going to close it up. Pep's going to get straight back to the training ground and make sure that these guys know what they're doing. He's going to make sure that, you know, Zabaleta, if he is playing there, only does one job. They're going to hold Spurs. I think this might lead to a boring game. It would just be like nil-nil or one-nil or something. Uh, that's what I'm kind of expecting. I mean, I had a, another question from Alex Ball at Alex Waterbaby from Twitter saying, is Sergio a complete waste of money or should we be patient with him? Well, I've got Sergio Aguero at the moment and I'm thinking to be patient because you look at their fixtures coming up. They've got West Ham away after this game. Then they've got Swansea and Bournemouth who leak goals. I mean, then they've got United, but then they've got Sunderland and Stoke. So... Can you imagine captaining Aguero for those games and him scoring hat-tricks in all of them? That would just you know, rocket you up. Big, uh, a big problem with Aguero at the moment is it looks like he's lost penalties. That is, yeah, that is a big problem. The IR seems to have taken that away from him. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, I can still see him scoring uh, explosive returns. Interesting. Do so you still think there's some mileage in keeping Aguero? Do you not? Is uh, am, am I the only one that's uh, kind of for that? I, do, I mean, I'm not going to say he's definitely going to score, but like, I just he's just had so much history, and I just can't see it all just rolling out. And City did start the season really well. It's not to say that they can't go back to that fluid football that they were once playing. I can see that happening. I know they you know, haven't been playing brilliantly lately and then you know, obviously got smashed against Everton, but Arsenal lost against Everton 2-1. They had most of the possession and most of the shots, so I can see it rebounding back and actually I'm, I'm actually going to predict a 1-0 Man City <laughs> game. Wow. Very different to me then. One of us will be... Uh... Most likely me, but like <laughs> it's nice to have only, a different opinion. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to chime in on this debate, we discussed um, Ericsson versus Ali last week, and I think Al, um, Ericsson actually won that duel in terms of the ongoing consistency um, 
for those of you that just didn't listen to last week's pod, Iceman came up with some great stats about overall Ericsson is just more dangerous and threatening in all aspects of play. Ali had just been more explosive points-wise recently. I still think it's a safe bet to have either of them in your side. But again, as as was talking about, if City don't go with something solid in midfield, I, I think Ericsson could rip that team to shreds. So I'd certainly give him a shout this week. Yeah, if, if they don't, pull it solid I can see it as well but the the Delhi trainers currently stopped them because he didn't score this game (laughs) he only got an assist Uh, he got an assist so yeah but Spurs I tell you what they've only conceded 14 goals in the 21 games their best defensive total at this stage of any top flight season so and this shows with with their fixture run coming up as well and their form that Spurs defender is probably a great person to have and Danny Rose uh, out of all the defenders over the last six games weeks he's the highest for chances created with 14 mm. uh, he does look really good as well and he, in the last four he's actually had four shots in the box and that's only one less than Alonso who got two game two goals in the last game and he's also matched with Alonso with attempts on goal so yeah with only hey. one goal so far this season I can see more coming his way and yeah I really want him in my team I just can't they, they've, they've just got so many options you look at you look at Tottenham compared to City they're, they're like the complete opposite of each other Tottenham have got so many options they can come down the wings with the two fullbacks yeah. they've got Ericsson pulling the strings in midfield they've got a great goal scorer in Kane, who can score all types of goals outside the box, headers. They got Ali making runs into the box, taking defenders out. And you look at who they're up with. I mean, John Stones is a joke. Huh. Uh, I mean, Colorado plays awful. <laughs> Otamendi rubbish. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bravo! Yeah. Like you know, he, he conceded. You said it conceded fourteen goals in twenty-two shots. Was it? You're kind of yeah. swaying me round now. I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> Spurs are going to hammer them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I just can't see. I think they're playing them at the worst, the worst possible time, uh, and yeah, I, I can't see anything but Spurs. Spurs winning that, personally. No, and actually, on the flip side of the Iceman's argument, you could argue Kane for captain this week. Yeah, I, I would if I had him. Definitely. Okay, so some mixed views there on the two. Be interesting to see what your thoughts are. Tweet us at ff underscore surgery if you have any strong views on this fixture. Moving into the Sunday games then. So nice and early, 12 o'clock, Southampton versus the previous champions, Leicester City. Um, Leicester, once again, I think falling into at least some kind of relegation scrap where they need to be mindful of what's going on. Having said that, likelihood of them beating Chelsea at the weekend, probably not the greatest. Southampton, a little bit mixed uh, all season. A bit of a shock result, I think, losing 1-0 against Burnley. Um, Iceman, what, what do you think of this one? Uh, well, Southampton truly did let me down. I, Jay Rodriguez didn't even start, so he only got 20, 23 minutes, which was not good for my team. I do think I need to remove him now. He's uh, he's had his chance, and I think it's kind of gone now. Um, who's, that, who's that, sorry? Jay Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, he's not really, uh, well, considering he's not starting as well. Southampton just don't seem to be scoring that many today. They've got one of the lowest in the league with 19. It's only Middlesbrough who's got lower than them. So, yeah, they're just not scoring goals either. Uh, Dusan Tadic is back now. Maybe might be an option at some point. I don't know. Both teams don't really have any players which I really want to talk about. There's uh, there's Chil- Chilwell for um, Leicester. He's at 4.3 and he's playing as a wing-back. He had quite a decent game against Chelsea. Yeah. I know they lost 3-0, but uh, as a wing-back, he gets forward quite well. Just keep an eye on him is uh, my only shout. Interesting. Okay. 
Um, what about you, Az? Well, they're both pretty rubbish at the moment, aren't they? Neither <laughs> 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 of them can win. I've got Van Dyke, who uh, I'm actually looking to get rid of this week for Baines. Um, the trouble is they've lost Austin, and he was the only one who could score for them. And they and Fonte has got this um, ongoing contract, and they're just so disrupted. They just, yeah, I, I can't see them doing doing that well until they get that sorted out. Um, I was looking up um, Leicester earlier today. At this stage of the season last year, they had forty four points. Uh, at this stage, they've got twenty one. Wow. So it just shows, uh, you know, it's not it's not a good camp there at the moment. Uh, and it's not just Kante leaving, it's, it's Vardy, Vardy and Mahrez just aren't performing. Amity is one of the worst players I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how he keeps starting, he's awful. Um, Morgan looks like he's put on about six stone. So, you know, I, I don't know how he even gets up and down the football pitch. Hoof's learned that he can't just grab people in the box. So, you know, yeah, all the things that kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's ruined his game completely. So, I think they'll survive because there's worse teams than them. But... I wouldn't like any of their players and I wouldn't go anywhere near any Southampton players either at the moment. Well, Yoshida's still 4.2. He looks like he's getting games now. They've got some good fixtures coming up. They're just, they're just conceding like one one or two goals every game, aren't they? Mm. And he's, he's got no goal threat at all. Uh, and you could you could have Holgate, who we talked about earlier, um, for the same price. So he'd, he'd be my pick. Interesting, yeah. I mean, it just it shames me and saddens me. One of the things I actually look forward to, and perhaps why I was more on time in the past than I am now to the podcast, Jim, is uh, just being able to talk about Jamie Vardy. It absolutely crushes <laughs> me that I haven't mentioned him probably all season. It's, it's such yeah. a shame. Apart from the City um, game, <laughs> got a hat-trick. Oh, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. Raised his game for the City game and uh, and that was it. So, yeah, I, I'm not really looking at anyone, I'll be honest, in, in this fixture. I can't rely on Saints at the back anymore because of, like you say, the inconsistency with Fonte. Virgil's had his head turned. Um, I don't really like Yoshida as an option, even though he is cheap. And Leicester, again, you just can't predict week to week. So, unfortunately, I've got nothing for you this week. Yeah, same. <laughs> OK, well, let's uh, talk about the Iceman's favourite subject, which is Arsenal <laughs> home against <laughs> Naturally, as you can start us here. Uh, do you like anyone in this fixture? Well, I like any any Arsenal player that, that starts, I think. I think they're, uh, you'll be happy to know Iceman. I think Arsenal are going to turn them over. <laughs> <laughs> They're just they're just rubbish away from home, aren't they, Burnley? They've only scored three goals in all their away matches all year. Uh, they scored twenty at home in comparison. You know, one clean sheet, twenty goals conceded away from home compared to eleven at home. Yeah, I think they're going to get they're going to get done. I, I'm I'm interested in if Giroud plays because I think he does impact on Sanchez's points. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sanchez scored when Giroud was off the pitch. Um, so if he's fit, I probably won't captain Sanchez. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will though. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think quite a good option that's going quite overlooked in Arsenal is Iwobi at five point eight. Yeah, uh, and if Walcott's still out, um, he's 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 getting some good numbers in, and he's um, like stats wise, touches in the box, goal attempts, things like that. Uh, as I said, five point eight million, and is is you know his place in the team looks quite secure for now. So uh, he's my little uh, my little differential this week. I'm not going to get him in, but. For any listeners out there, you might yeah. want to consider him. <laughs> I mean, uh, a few people are taking that option. Over seven, well, nearly seventeen thousand transferred him in this week. Have they? So yeah, there is yeah. there is some love for Iwobi out there, and I agree. I think Wenger does like him as well. He seems to be giving him game time, a lot more game time than he gave Serge Gnabry, which I still think is a shame that we got rid of. <laughs> um, but I think Iwobi is a viable option, like you say, only five point eight million. Iceman. 
Yeah, I, to be honest, I think I agree with everything said. If you've got, still got Sanchez, you've got to keep him. Uh, like I say, probably a captain option, but it does depend on that injury to Giroud. It, ben Dunley did say uh, he could be back for this game. He said that on Twitter, so he, he might recover. But yeah, I do think Arsenal look better in the game when Alexis is up top, and I do think he mm. benefits a lot more. But Giroud, if you've got him, I would hang on to him because you know the risk that he might play is is too high. And I do think his form is just great. You know, four goals and two assists in his last four. He's doing really well at the moment, and I can't see it stopping if he plays. The only thing is, Ozil might be in another good shout. He did. Arsenal did look better with Ozil back in the team. Seems to be kind of unnoticed now. He's not getting that many points. Mm-hmm. Only got one assist. But I thought he played quite well in the last game as well. Uh, yeah, it's all about Arsenal for this game. Burnley, if you've got Heaton, I'm sure you're going to start him because he's probably going to get about 21 saves, uh, <laughs> but still let in about five goals. Um, oh, I hate Heaton. Yeah. I, haven't had him, I haven't had him all year. Killed <laughs> no, nor have I. No. <laughs> no. I, I called him last week, Joey Barton, 4.5. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's yeah, a, I heard that. He's yeah. a great shout. <laughs> I was. Gonna, I've got. To, I must have got. I thought you were joking, but knowing knowing you were being dead serious about <laughs> Jerry Barton and coming up with goal, uh, yeah, I've got to tip my hat to you. I think he's a great shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just looking at Heaton over the last, let's say, the last seven weeks. Oh, don't don't do it to me. The, the, no, the last six weeks, he's had. Granted, he's had a three point week, a two point week, and a one point week. But amongst that, we've got a, a nine, a ten, and a twelve, which for a keeper. <laughs> that's now up to 4.9 million, granted he's 17% ownership. No one would have expected those numbers earlier on in the season. No, he is doing really well. He's made more saves than yeah. any other... He's got a total of 16 bonus points. Kill well. me. Yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been so stubborn just not getting him in. I should have just done it weeks ago. But... Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm, the same. I'm, not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's too late now, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it's oh, too, it's in fact, yeah. in the third of his games this season, he scored five or more points. Oh, which come on. Him. I think that's <laughs> pretty good. Have I ever sold him to you? Have I sold him to you? Yeah, I'll bring him in tonight. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, uh, we're going from one game which is potentially cannon fodder into another. Although Hull City coming up with a great performance against Bournemouth mm. last week. Having said that, they are away against Chelsea. Um, I'm not really seeing anything in this for Hull. Um, I can only see Chelsea going from strength to strength. Before you two discuss the Costa debate, I am going to shout Pedro. I've mentioned him a few times this season. Yeah. He came up with points again this week. Uh, he started to look with the consistency that he had at Barcelona. Um, and I think at his price, I'm going to just check that now. Um, his price at only $7 million in midfield, I think that represents really nice value. He scored 87 points overall this season. Um, I really like Pedro as an option. I'm thinking yeah. more and more towards him, especially I think if Hazard continues only to get these little dribs and drabs of five and six, I think I might invest in Pedro and, and yeah. take that three million and spend it elsewhere. What are yeah. your views? Yeah, he's matching in stats uh, with Hazard as well. So it's just it's always been his game time and his minutes, which has been a risk, hasn't it? Even if he do- doesn't get the minutes, he seems to be scoring points. So yeah, why not? Why not Pedro? I if, I, uh, I I flagged it down a few weeks ago, but now yeah, I'm coming around. If Costa, if Costa's you know going to be out for a few weeks as well, if you know if it all doesn't get resolved. Um, and they carry on with that Hazard, Willian, Costa triangle. I mean, that was brilliant against. Um, who did they? I can't remember. They played uh, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And Pedro's. Yeah, he's a 
demon, isn't he? His, his goal was brilliant and oh, all over touch. the place. Yeah, his little, yeah, his little touch. touch and then yeah. the header to finish it off. Yeah, I don't even know what that touch was. He was just turning no. around or something. No. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. I think it's a great option. A seven million as well. Yeah, really good. The other thing about Pedro is he does tend to come up with some explosive returns. He's had, I'm just looking over his season here, he's had uh, four weeks where he scored 10 points or more. Three of those were, were 13 and above. He's had a seven-point and a six-point week in there as well. So, again, we're getting on for about a third of his games that he's actually sort of starting in. He's getting big points returns, and he's looking like the player of old. And I think Conte is turning to him more and more now. It would be really interesting to see what happens with Costa, because reading the news, it says that um, it, it looks like Costa's coming back. So whether he, they just yeah, he trained today, didn't he? Yeah. yeah well, again, what, I think this is something that everyone will be thinking about. What are your views? If I come to you first, Iceman, on the Costa situation? Well, you look at it this way. We, we got told um, by the press that he's had a bust up with Conte, either over a pro- approach from China or a back injury. Then we hear that he trained on his own, but then I find out that they didn't actually tell us that the whole team didn't train. Yeah. So, uh, and then they they told us he won't play uh, until his attitude improves, and they trained with the team today, so he could play. Like, yeah, no one knows. It's it's a bit difficult. I mean, we've already probably removed him. Uh, I've, I've removed him for Zlatan, um, but I am thinking of uh, switch switching Aguero to him. Even mm. uh, he's playing hole, so there are lo- loads of goals there. Potentially. I mean, what about you, Az? Who do you like in this fixture? I well, I've still got Costa. I kept him. Um, mm. Despite all the all the rumours, I just thought, you know, we're either going to know by this game what's happening with it. We're going to have a bit more information. I didn't really want to lose him before Hull. I think he's probably going to play. I think the I think the back injury story was, you know, the, the probably the the least convincing cover up in the history of football. And uh, it's all to do with this China move. And now that's completely broken down. I don't think Costa's got much of a choice but to kind of apologise and, you know, they're going to... Because he was, he was all set to leave in the summer, wasn't he? And Conte managed yeah. to convince him to, to stay. So he's probably going to do that again. You know, if he's if he's confirmed as playing, if Conte says, you know, they've made amends and been out for a pint or whatever, uh, I'll be captaining him this week. Um, I probably wouldn't be looking to bring him in. I think their fixtures after Hull do turn a bit. Uh, and I think Kane is probably a better option in the long run. But that said, you know, I think if you've got him, you should you should probably hang on to him as he's a top, still a top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of a gamble this weekend. But you're right. There's art. There's an article that's come out on Sky Sports suggesting that he is contention over the weekend. There's also um, the early headlines for tomorrow's papers. Um, this will probably be yesterday's papers by the time this gets out. Suggest that he's been linked with a move back to Atletico in the uh, in the summer. But I think that's probably speculation. So mm. I think if you've got him, I'd play him. If you haven't got him at the moment, I would give it a week before I brought yeah, him back. That's yeah. that's what I'd say as well. Another big player who scored in the last game was Alonso, 21 points he got yeah. last. And there was a stat which uh, the legend Minto put up on Twitter. He put, um, since game week seven, Alonso is only five points less than Alexis Sanchez and is outscoring Hazard by seven points. <laughs> and that's a massive stat, really, for a defender. Yeah, I mean... Arguably, you talk about the signing of the season. I mean, Chelsea are scattered with them, aren't they? If you look at uh, Kante, if you look at... I mean, Alonso would certainly feature in terms of his, his just his impact on that team this season. He's gone from being a player that featured a fullback for Sunderland a few years ago, disappeared to Italy, and he's come back an absolute diamond. So, um, great signing for Chelsea, great returns. And I think if you haven't got him, he's worth putting in. 
perhaps as a season keeper. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, going from Twitter, we had Padfall at Padfall has put um, caution: hazardous materials, obvious to keep Hazard for whole. But uh, what about the long run? So, what do you reckon about keeping Hazard for the rest of the season, or for say after the whole game? Will you keep him? Personally, uh, I'm not sure if you've got him or not. As I can't remember if you said, but no, I, I, I sold him. I've got him at the moment, and whilst I am looking to potentially swap him for Pedro, um, there's other positions in my team that need addressing, so I'm not going to waste the transfer on that yet. Um, I'd keep him for the time being. I certainly won't be dropping him for this fixture against Hull because if he is explosive, then this is the game when he's going to do it. Um, if he's going to be a season keeper, I think I'm going to make that judgment over the next sort of three or four games. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. He's already gone for me uh, because he's just, yeah, he's not as consistent as you want him to be. Just these dribs and drabs are not good enough for the price he is. Um, going to uh, Ake, he just doesn't look an option anymore. He wasn't even starting in this game. So if you have got him, I would consider definitely removing him now. Mm. Alonso stepped it up, didn't he, with, uh, with Ake lurking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, any other questions from, from Twitter on this one, Jim? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our 10 fixtures for the week. I am going to do a very brief summary of who we've called for each of them. Chaps, do chime in if there's anyone obvious that I've missed. Before you um, do. <laughs> is it that time? Yeah. Yeah, every every single time after the fixtures, <laughs> you're actually going to play the music for the entirety of your uh, of your time. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, I will. I'll play it now. Everyone, for those of you listening in regularly, um, you'll know what's about to happen. For those of you who are not, please enjoy the brief interlude as the Iceman has a piss. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to listen to it. <laughs> well, it's really funny because he actually dubs me because we, we he came up with this funny idea because he always goes for a wee halfway through, about three quarters of the way into the pod, and he puts like elevator music over the top of it, which is quite funny. But the weird, he actually does it for the whole time that he's gone, so it's not just like a few seconds. Even though he can edit it out, he puts it so you get in the, in the moment. Like, you feel like you're there with him. Sorry, Pete, I just that's, had to listen to you moan before I go. Right, I'm going. That's, that's very, very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hands are washed, bladder's empty, the Iceman returns. Uh, let's get back on course for the pod. I'm quickly going to summarise the 10 fixtures and who we called from each of them. Chaps, do chime in. Um, Liverpool versus Swansea. Coutinho took the majority of our discussion with his return. We fancy him against the Swans this weekend in the early kickoff. Emre Chan, the Iceman, also likes the look of his stats for this one. Bournemouth versus Watford. Not a lot to call from Watford, unfortunately, but Bournemouth ever consistent the Stanislas pick and also uh, as likes the idea of Fraser who's playing consistently and cheaply priced Palace versus Everton bit inconsistent Palace to call anyone at this point in time we like the look of the Everton Everton defence though we talked about Williams uh, potentially with Jagielka on the way out and we also like the look of Funes Mori even Holgate looks like a good shout at the moment Borough versus West Ham. Valdez, Chambers and Gibson, very much the uh, the Borough back four. We like the look of them becoming ever more consistent and cheaply priced as well for accommodating higher-priced defenders and midfielders. 
West Ham, we talked about Carroll, but Antonio seems to be the consistent one great performance from him at the weekend. Stoke versus United, all the focus on United at this point. We weren't backing Crouch to continue his form. We were looking at the likes of Ibrahimovic and Mkhitaryan to uh, bounce back from that Liverpool performance. Jones as well, if you fancy a cheaply priced United defender for this one. West Brom versus Sunderland. Defoe is the ever-present, seeming to pick up goals in spite of Sunderland's bad form. From West Brom, we like the look of Foster as a continuing consistent choice in goal. Phillips as, a uh, again, a consistent performer. And also Brunt as well, if he's uh, pushed forward again, as even shouted him as a potential differential captain this week. Uh, <laughs> I regret that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if we can hold you to that for captain's choice. Man United versus, sorry, Man City versus Spurs, rather. Um, for the first time, I think we were calling City to get pummeled at home, potentially in this one, if they don't buck up their ideas. Um, Aguero, we're thinking be patient with at this point in time. Don't jump to get rid of him. He is a world-class player. He can explode at any moment. That battering at the weekend may be all the motivation he needed. Ericsson is the consistent performer for Spurs. And if you've got Kane, could be a captain shout for this one. Saints versus Leicester. Uh, we settled on no one in the end. Not really liking anyone in this fixture with any consistency. Both clubs really unpredictable at the moment. Arsenal versus Burnley. The two main ones we shouted were Sanchez. Um, if you haven't got him already, if you're not one of the 38% in fantasy football, Iwobi also getting more game time and becoming more effective on games as time goes on. Could be a good differential shout. And also an Arsenal defender if you can fit one in. Chelsea versus Hull. All the attention, of course, is on Alonso. His consistent performances. Great stat from the Iceman. He's only just underscoring Sanchez and he's outscoring Hazard at the moment. So great performance and a good shout for him as a premium defender. We discussed Diego Costa. If you've got him, give him a punt. If you haven't, we'd give it a week, even though he is playing against Hull. We're also thinking Hazard may not be such an obvious choice with his inconsistent form. Pedro, though, as a, a cheaper option in midfield, could be a good alternative to free up funds. Great sum up, Bull. Excellent. Chaps, captain's choice. Now, I know we've mentioned the uh, the name Brunt, but as I'm going to ask if that is your choice, fine. <laughs> Are there any other people you would shout, though, for this weekend? I think my, my main choice would be Kane, if I had him. Uh, as I've plugged many times on this pod, I uh, just can't see City doing well in that game. I think Kane <laughs> is going to tear them apart. Can I brunt as a vice, Captain? <laughs> you, you certainly can. Brunt's the vice. Brunt's Kane the vice. Is... Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> it's on Sanchez at the moment. I do have Kane as my vice, Adam as my vice last week, and that turned out to be wrong, really. But... I think I'm just going to stick as I am and leave it on Sanchez against Burnley. I can see him getting a load of goals. And I, I am, I've am i been looking at it uh, whilst we've been podding and I don't think Giroud's going to play. Even if he was fit, I think he'll still start on the bench. So, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping it on, uh, on Sanchez. Well, I mean, there's, there's a few people I've got in mind. I mean, uh, I, I'm half looking as a differential captain at Lukaku against Everton because they still just, sorry, uh, Lukaku against Palace as uh, Big Sam doesn't seem to have sorted out that back four just yet as a differential option. Kane against uh, City, I think, is a great one, but I think I'm going to have to stick with Sanchez against Burnley. Sunday afternoon fixture at the Emirates against a team that really struggles away from home. That seems the most obvious for me. I think if, if Costa was guaranteed to play, you'd shout him against Hull, but again, we don't know what's going to happen there. So for me, Sanchez would be the safest bet. Interesting there's no hazards there, isn't it? You'd think Hazard would be the standout yeah. option, but 
too inconsistent. I think if this we talked have been sorry, I think if we'd been talking about the first five games of the season, then a hundred percent you'd you'd definitely be looking Absolutely. at big hazard. But you just don't know. He's a world class player, he's playing well, but his points consistency, I just don't th- even though I own him, points consistency just isn't quite there, although I'm sure this will bite me in the ass come Sunday evening. <laughs> yeah, I think he's your captain in ball. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Mine's changed. <laughs> I spent anything on social media you haven't raised so far? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, had Tom Campbell asking how nailed is Holgate from Everton? How how nailed do you reckon he is, guys? Uh, it's a bit of a puzzler, this one. If you're saying that Jagielka's going to Sunderland, did you say, as? Yeah, well, I think as a rumour I read, Moyes is looking to, to bring him in for a bit of experience and he knows him. And I mean, he's, he's, he's 35, 36 now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think because they're playing through at the back now, they they don't have that many centre-backs to kind of play there. Um, and, and they're playing Yagiel- well. So, yeah. And they're playing well. And Jagielka's been awful. Um, they've had the best result of the season against City. So there's no reason to change to change it. They get to clean sheet. Um, so I think, uh, kind of similar to Jones, it's it's kind of his place to lose, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Pete, what do you reckon? I, I, I got stung, I've got a so with Holgate earlier in the season. He, he looked like he was getting a bit of game time, and then suddenly the more experienced guys came back, and suddenly no game time at all. So I, I'm not convinced he's nailed. I think he'll get game time, but if that's going to be, if you're thinking of putting him into your wildcard team, for example, as your fifth defender, for me, he's not he's not convinced me just yet. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you, Pete. I'm a bit wary of it. So I, when when you're that wary of someone having game time, I just I normally try not to bring them in. I know I've got yeah. Rodriguez at the moment, and he's a bloody nail in my ass. But he's he's not third defender, you know, material. But he's I think for if if you've got Amat and you've got a free transfer knocking about, he might you know he's going to yeah. do he's going to do better than Amat. So yeah, maybe, it's quite yeah. an easy easy yeah. switch. Yeah. Another previous guest, uh, FPL General, has, uh, has asked us, is 3-5-2 the new 3-4-3? What do you reckon, Bully? Um, I think you could have a, a point there because there's quite a lot of high-scoring midfielders out there this season and that's just making it difficult to get that that consistent third striker this season. You could almost shout, you know, there's a couple of players we talked about in the five to seven million range in midfield today. We talked about Iwobi. Uh, we talked about kind of Antonio falling into that bracket. And that makes for a very strong, consistent midfield compared to, you know, we talked about as your, fifth, as your third striker this season and each of you. We've talked about Vokes for, for a game week. We talked about Carroll one week, Defoe another week. It seems to be getting this consistent third striker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been quite challenging, so I think I think the general's got a point there. Great performance on the pod previously, by the way. So, uh, so thanks for joining us. And what do you reckon about that as as well? What's your opinion? I, I wouldn't say it's the new three four three, but I think it's more feasible than it has been in previous years. Because um, if you think you're comparing up front, you've got Ibrahimovic, Kane, Lukaku, um, maybe Costa if he's you know sorts sort stuff out, and then. Your fifth midfielder, you could have someone like Ericsson, Antonio, Pedro. I think you're looking at if you're looking at kind of that, there's lots of options there, so you could kind of make a case of going either way. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't have even considered it last year, uh, or in any of in any of the other years I've played. It's always been three strikers; they're the ones that are going to get you the most points. But now it seems to be the dynamic does seem to be shifting a bit. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think you can make a case either way. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I mean, looking at just the 
standard if you just click on statistics and look at the total points you're looking at the midfielders of Sanchez Hazard Eriksson Ali all in there and then you've got the top strikers of uh, Ibrahimovic Costa and then you've got Defoe as well so like he he's probably the the best third striker that you can have mm. at the moment otherwise all the third strikers are a lot further down they're not nowhere near the top really but then you, you, if you're looking at cheaper midfielders Antonio's in there and Lalana. There are more options in midfield than there are in that that price bracket in attack because it just seems to be if you haven't got because I've got uh, I've got Aguero, Ibrahimovic and Kane. So I've got all the, all the big hitters. So mm-hmm. this this weakens my midfield and my midfield I I don't like it at the moment. And in a way I I feel like I should be removing Aguero to improve it, but you know there there are some other things stopping me. But yeah, it's it's difficult. The, I do think changing your formation could work and the likes of someone like Crouch can enable you to do that I think I, th- I think I think it's a good point what you just said about uh, there's more options in midfield so it gives you more flexibility if you get someone in there who's kind of eight nine million you can kind of and they start doing badly you can easily swap them to one of these seven million midfielders who are doing well or another eight million midfielder whereas if you've got a striker who starts doing badly it's much harder to swap them out to, for someone Decent. Yeah. So I mean, even the defenders, they're given uh, good points uh, returns with mm. Alonso and you know the Chelsea defence. Um, and we did have a question from at Mike Jeski, Mike A. He's saying, uh, should we consider four or even five at the back? Defence are returning good points holes. So he's considering a five-three-two or four-four-two. What do you reckon about that? Five at the back, mm. <laughs> sacrilege. It's just not as hopeful as uh, you know, having your attacks attackers, is it? Yeah, you know, with with having your defenders, you're not expecting hat tricks and things like that. Just, you? you've, you've got defenders operating as kind of wingers now, though, haven't you? With like Baines and Rose and Alonso. So you put those three in, and you've basically got three midfielders who earn clean sheet points as well. So I can kind of see the see the appeal, but. I wouldn't do it. I just, you know, it goes against the uh, the norm, isn't it? Too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Billy, what do you reckon? Well, if you threw Brunt into that as well, and Brunt, yeah, yeah. absolutely, throw yeah. Brunt into it. Um, I, I just, I wouldn't do it just because um, I think there's too much to be gained from an explosive. I think you're more likely to get an explosive midfield and strike return than you are from a defender. But no, I can't see myself doing that, unfortunately. <laughs> <No>. Maybe, <laughs> maybe four, but not five. <laughs> oh, well, those four we just named. Yeah, fair enough. And you could say with another Chelsea defender as well. I mean, the ideal would probably be as Piliqueta, you'd go Brunt, you'd go Alonso, you'd go one of the Tottenham full-backs and maybe Bellerin. And that would be a dream back five. That that would probably be the only five I'd, I'd do that with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on, uh, Abdullah Al-Mamun has asked us, with match-up against Swansea and Hull in the next three, is Coutinho worth the, the risk considering his recent layoff? Um, I just want to alert our listeners that coming up soon in Game Week 26 and Game Week 28, there will be some blank game weeks because you've got the EFL Cup finalists will have their games postponed and that looks to be Liverpool uh, and probably United. So their games will be postponed for that game. So if you're looking at that game week in particular, I'm just going to scroll to it now. Liverpool lost though, didn't they, to Southampton? They lost 1-0. They've got another leg, have they? Or Yeah, there's another leg. Yeah, so yeah, I may be mistaken saying that. For some reason I thought they won. 
United, um, United, are pretty, I think they won two or three nil. But yeah. yeah, I know Liverpool lost. So oh, it just shows how much attention I pay to that cup. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but you, you're looking at those games. I mean, there'll be Man United versus Man City in game week. Uh, 26 and if if Liverpool were out as well that'll be Liverpool versus Leicester but if it is Southampton Southampton are playing Arsenal so oh, you've got to think yeah, about that's, about your players yeah you've got to think yeah. about the players which you have in your team because I've got Ibrahimovic and Aguero so I'll be losing both of those two mm. so I'll have to remove at least one of them by then and that's only it's only three, four, five game weeks away. Oh, four game weeks. We're on game week twenty-two, aren't we? So yeah, four game weeks away. So I think you need to consider this in in your decisions. I can still see Liverpool overdoing that one-nil win from mm. Southampton. So you know, it potentially could happen. Uh, so when considering C- Coutinho, try and try and think about that. Sorry, he did ask a question whether you guys reckon he's a good option or not. What do you guys reckon? I am, um, yeah, I think so. I think he's going to come back in, as we spoke about earlier. Liverpool, a little bit short staffed in those positions at the moment with Mane out, and he, he was absolutely crucial to them climbing up the league earlier in the season. So if you're going to take a punt on him, it's not a bad idea, and I can see him, you know, getting back up to form fairly quickly. Yeah, as uh, so what do you reckon? Uh, he's always been quite an inconsistent player, anyway. Uh, he's coming back from an injury, and their team is all a bit all over the place at the moment with their attackers. You don't really know who's going to start where. Um, so I'm a bit more wary than a lot of people seem to be. He's, he's being brought in by a lot of people. Um, and in between the Swansea in the whole game, he's got... Uh, uh, is, it, who, is it Tottenham he's playing? Or Chelsea? He's, he's, got a tough, he's got a tough game in between those two games. I, know that. I think it might be Chelsea. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit more... I'm, I'm more of a kind of wait and see with that. Um, I wouldn't be bringing him in for this Swansea game. Uh, I've got Lallana, I'm yeah, happy with that. He's got Chelsea after this game. So Chelsea, yeah, sorry. yeah. Uh, and then Chelsea, I don't think you really want him for that. So if he plays well in those two games and Liverpool starts scoring a few more goals, then I'd be tempted for Hull. Um, but at the moment, as I said previously, I'd, I'd be more sort of looking at their defenders uh, rather than him. Yeah. But and also, he's, he's, sorry, I was going to say he's a good, um, he is a good pick, a potentially explosive pick, but a bit too risky, I think. And then you've also got those other good options in Ali and Ericsson to choose yeah. from. So he's a bit too expensive, I think, to, yeah. to risk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question was from FPL addict. He's just put who to bench, Brunt or Ericsson. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that is a quite a tough choice, actually. What's the rest of his team? <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I, he, I think he has tweeted. In fact, you you replied to a couple of his tweets. He's got. Um, is he the one with eight million in the bank? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Right, ridiculous. Has he got all out attack left? I'll play that. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would you bench out of Brunt or Eric? Well, if 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 Nyon's out, I'd bench. Um, I'd bench uh, Brunt if. If I'd bench Brunt. <laughs> <laughs> and Bull, and Bull, who would you do? I, I refuse it. I, I'm not going to advise someone not to play uh, Brunt against Sunderland and Ericsson against City. It goes against my moral values. <laughs> so, I, so bench. Find someone else to bench. It, That's it's my hard because I've, ba- I've backed Tottenham against City and I've banked Brunt against Sunderland. Yeah, so, ca- you, captaincy, yeah, so, who, who am I supposed to pick up? You, you said captaincy. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's it for um, Twitter. Uh, we had a few uh, questions which we've already answered uh, via Twitter. So thanks for them. Um, I hope yep. we help. Uh, please let us know if we do. Yeah, thanks for all your questions. Uh, always makes for some interesting discussions at the end there. 
which brings us to the end of our, our latest fancy football surgery podcast i would like to thank our special guest as thank you it's been great uh, how can people follow you ask your questions learn from your experience uh, they can follow me on Twitter at uh, FFS Scout as or FF Scout underscore as. Uh, so I'm happy to answer any questions people have got about their teams um, or any advice needed to help them win their cash leagues or anything like that. Um, I'm also on Fantasy Football Scout as well. If they wanted to join up there, I can answer any questions on there. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. Thanks for having me on. It's, yeah, it's been really, really valuable having your opinion. Iceman. Yeah, cheers, Paul. Good luck in the game weeks, guys. Good luck, as cheers for coming on. Excellent. And on a week when uh, when Christian Benteke decided to score uh, two goals in the cup, frustratingly, we look forward to the uh, the game week ahead. And oh, I haven't done the. Um, I was going to do an ending then, but you I just were, realised I need to read out the contact. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, before we finish off, let me just give you some ways to contact us. You can get us on www.fantasyfootballsurgery. Dot com. Look up there for our latest articles. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash fancy football surgery. Tweet us your questions on Twitter at FF underscore surgery. Listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. If you're listening to us on one, why not click on the other one as well? Give us a follow on there. Um, please give us kind of a review and a comment if you do listen to us on iTunes so we can learn from your feedback. And uh, it's not too late to join the Fancy Football Surgery League podcast on 17603-6718. Did you shout the email? No. Do you want to shout that as well? <laughs> yeah, just give that a shout. And you can also, if you have any other questions, you can email us um no i haven't got the email listed here ice man <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not shouting it it's ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com okay. also there is uh one major thing we did miss this week uh the cup finished this weekend so uh, and that was between simon gardner and uh king chip and simon gardner won so well done to him we will be sending a uh, mug of some sort with our logo, etc. Hold on, wait, your... wait, no, not a mug, an esteemed fantasy football surgery podcast cup. Yeah, That's what, <laughs> what, what he said, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he lives in New Zealand, so we're going to have to... Oh, unlucky guys. <laughs> we're going to have to get together. <laughs> we're going to have to find some place in New Zealand which does it so it makes, you know... Where, where do we send up... When um, Al Kayassi won the league last year, was he in France? He's in France, yeah. Um, oh wow, okay. Well, this that seems like a cakewalk compared to navigating yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. By, yeah. By good, luck, good luck, Pete. Yeah, that's, that you. that's your job. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will be uh, searching for the best exporters of uh, of cup silverware uh, as of tomorrow morning. So look forward to sending that out to you, sir. Oh, does anybody know any good courier services? If you do, please uh, please tweet us at FF underscore surgery. Yeah, but it's just how much that cost. <laughs> oh, well. Congratulations to you, though, sir. Yeah, it's impressive. Okay. impressive win. Um, to quote Alan Partridge, on that bombshell, thank you very much for tuning in once again. We look forward to seeing you how you all did in your next game week. Mm-hmm.